0: I have it on good authority that this is in fact a trap, but we've got to close out the original Star Wars trilogy and see how Luke Skywalker finally takes on Darth Vader. There's a new Death Star, a new lightsaber, and some divisive new friends in Return of the Jedi. Welcome, everyone, to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Tara. Guten tag. I I still don't understand why you dropped your, like, intro catchphrase, like, just randomly, like, 180 episodes in. It's kind of weird.
1: I was ready to drop it after episode two. (laughs) (laughs) Now now I'm I'm taking charge. I'm doing what I want, all right? I'm my own woman now.
0: No one was forcing (laughs) you to do it in episode three. Yeah. But once you mm. did it three times, it's like okay, now it's expected. Now you, you, it's a pattern. Yeah. And then after 187 episodes, you just suddenly decided, I'm not going to say my thing anymore.
1: Yeah, I feel, I feel loose. You know, like feel free and like I can can say anything. And you know, Dog felt like the right response
0: this week. Yeah, Quite that, All right, welcome everyone. <laughs> this is the Atomic Cinema Experiment. We. Talk about science fiction films and we are rounding out a classic trilogy we are doing return of the jedi which is the third and sadly not final star wars movie uh, today we'll start spoiler free of course um there's many more star wars to get to Uh, that will happen on the ace but it'll happen after tara has departed but it felt right to at least finish this initial trilogy uh with tara since she talked about star wars and empire then we had to round out with jedi so it just made sense so we'll get into it and all that. So, uh, yeah. I feel like when we do movies as big as this, it feels weird to even give like a synopsis. But yeah, hands frozen in carbonite. The gang have to band together and go rescue him. And then the Empire are building a new Death Star. They have to take care of that. That's the plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best I got for you. So I I, I guess we'll just we'll just we'll, we'll get into it. We'll just we'll we'll. we'll We'll start uh, waxing lyrically about uh, light beams and blasters and fuzzballs. Okay. And mistaken incest. All right. Tara, what did you think (laughs) of Return (laughs) of the Jedi?
1: I love Return of the Jedi. I have a controversial take, maybe. Oh? I like it just as much as Empire. I've always liked this one. I think my like earliest memories of Star Wars is this film. I think because the opening Jabba's Palestine is so strong and you get so many cool aliens and puppetry and Luke like shows up and he's like a badass and he's got this cool new saber and it's green, which is the best color uh, in general, but also the best color for a lightsaber. Um, I think that, uh, I think the movie does a really Solid job of rounding Out this Trilogy the uh, the characters all get A good amount of time so Although it's mostly Luke's story like we do Get a nice um story arc For both Leia and Han And even the droids Have stuff to do like Um I, I don't know I think this one Is yeah it's got Ewoks I like Ewoks I think they're cute <laughs> And um I think that I I don't mind that there's a second Death Star. I think they do a good job of like bookending the the trilogy for for Luke's journey, and I think it's cool that it takes place on like the thing that he defeated in the first film, but he has to like do it again and it's harder this time. I don't know. I I love it.
0: Okay. I thought yeah, I guess saying you like return as much as Empire is controversial to some i i'm not that fussed like i do think empire i I mean i think it's you know first one's the best then empire then jedi and i still think this is a really solid movie though it definitely has what i'll say are the first cracks the first cracks of like the, the the foundation falling apart but not in a, as much as that it affects this movie but you can just you can see some things that were going to be bigger problems and later you know down the line prequels and stuff like that
1: it does well it does have the most egregious like special edition additions to it
0: oh yeah i'm not even talking that about, about that important. but that yeah we'll we'll talk about that but like i'm not even referring to that I, i'm like the ewoks are kind of you know they are shit that's just like i'm just gonna <laughs> and it's not that why <laughs> i believe my sentence was continuing
1: you were about to get that answer
0: you were about to get the the answer you see you
1: slowing everything down again while you have to formulate your thoughts about what kind of an argument you have against the ewoks
0: <laughs> well first and foremost i do think the pacing grounds to it grounds to a halt when when we have to do their whole little village and it feels like everything calms down and and so on so i, I think it's a bit of that um but yeah, they're also just a little bit tootsy. They're a little bit too kiddy, I guess. And I think that's something that, you know, Star Wars as a whole would veer even more into further down the line, uh, which... And also, like, this one has, I think, a lower budget than the last couple, which is not to the detriment of a lot of it because it still has a lot of great puppetry, a lot of great animatronics. Like you said, the Java Palace stuff near the start is full of just these cookie little ideas all over the place which is all really great stuff um uh, although you called it a scene and i understand why you do that because i think in my memory i often misinterpret like or remember how much of that is actually the movie but by the time that section's done by the time you've got to the sarlacc pit you're like over 30 minutes into the movie like it's not a scene it's it's
1: like like an act
0: it's like a whole (laughs) like little short story that has its own i always forget how long that stuff actually takes at the start of the movie
1: there's a lot that happens yeah
0: yeah um so i think that stuff's really solid i think the main story between luke and uh, darth vader is really solid uh, for, for me it's just like it does kind of feel like we're going to set half the movie on a planet that's a forest because that saves a lot of money because it's, it's, it's at least one big chunk we don't have to build sets for by and large because it's just trees and shit <laughs> so you can feel a little bit of that creeping in there. In the... That looks
1: good. Like the like so many um, cheap movies that I've watched that take place in forests, like they're not shot well. And like, I think it's hard to, to actually shoot a scene in, in a forest. I've heard from like a podcast that I listened to a couple of people talk about Star Trek and they are both cameramen and they've brought that up before. Like shooting in a forest is difficult because you have so much shade and light In the same spot because light's coming through the leaves and stuff that it's very difficult to make it look good and I don't see that here and I see that in cheap films
0: yeah well what I said and what you said don't contradict each other like like they can still save money but because they've got talented people shooting it properly it can still look good my complaint isn't that it doesn't look good I'm just I'm just (laughs) pointing out that the, the the choice to set it on a planet that looks a lot like just you know typical forest and jungle is is a, a cost saving measure,
1: yeah, but that's the way the planets are set up in this universe, like there's also a desert planet and there's a snow planet, and now we have a forest planet like it it doesn't seem out of the ordinary to have a forest planet in this, although technically a oh, i'm
0: not i'm not saying it does seem out of the ordinary to have it. I'm just saying we spend a lot of time down there. We spend a lot of time- like I think once they go down about about halfway through the movie when they set up kind of what the rest of the story is going to be and what the mission is and what we're all going to be trying to do. Like, there is kind of a moment every time I watch this movie where I think to myself, oh, yeah, they're just going to be down here now for the rest of the movie. Like, that's it. Like, this isn't just, like, we're setting this up before they do the big mission in the third act. We're going down here, effectively at the start of Act 2, and we're going to be down here for the rest of the movie. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't want to make it sound like it's a big deal. Um, I, feel like, I feel like I'm feel having to defend it, though, because you keep trying to fight me on it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's just odd. I don't know. I thought it was odd because the i mean clearly the movie has very big sets in it and they could have made a movie just that took place on the death star in the third act if they wanted to but like because they already had those sets built not from the first movie i mean like we see you know so many set pieces on the death star in this film
0: yeah i'm not (laughs) arguing i'm saying they were smart with their money they had a smaller budget (laughs) they spent they spent it in the correct places for the moments where they needed the big sets and by having so much time in the forest for these big chunks, it meant they could afford to do all the sets they wanted to do for the other bits. That's like that's what, literally what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not disparaging. I'm not saying the sets in the other parts of the movie look any worse than the previous two movies. They don't. They look great. It's okay. it's just about it's it's about just putting the money where it needs to go, and they made sure enough of it didn't need as much so they could spend it on those other parts.
1: Let's I just... guess I just misinterpreted what you said, what you meant by cheap, <laughs> by the movie looking cheaper. I didn't say it looked cheaper. <laughs> I didn't
0: say it looked cheaper. I said they had a lower budget, so... <laughs> I did not say it looked cheap. I said you that's... could... <clears throat> All right,
1: well, that's, that's what I heard, but I must have heard it because that's how I interpreted it, not because that's what you said.
0: Oh... <sighs> just to clarify the movie does not look cheap there's just i was very
1: confused by that
0: there is just some costs (laughs) you could i'm saying if you think about how they've arranged these scenes and what they're choosing to do where you can see how they're saving some money it's
1: very smartly arranged Yes. jesus christ
0: (laughs) kind of like how oppenheimer apparently uh another example nolan cut like 20 days of shooting so they could afford to build the town he wanted like you Mm. know the 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 town in the desert Like, he cut, like, 20 days of shooting so he could afford it. They didn't just give him more money. People assume they'll just throw money at him. Like, that's just a guess. He's making a decision. He's saying, okay, I'm going to accept I have less time to do it, so I have money to have these sets up to the standard that I want to. I'm saying something similar here. Like, they they clearly made some choices here to, to distribute the money where it needed to go, and as a result, we spend a reasonable amount of the movie in the jungle. Or the forest, or whatever. So... That's it. That? that was that was meant to be a throwaway sentence, and it turned into a five-minute
1: debate. Yeah, you should really like be better at communicating if you're going to have a podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, it's my communication that's the problem, is it?
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll phrase it another way. By being on the forest as much as they are, the movie feels a little smaller in scope compared to Empire. Okay. Okay, we're okay with that sentence. Feels a bit smaller in scope. Yeah,
1: I mean, we... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we still go to as many places, but maybe not.
0: Uh, I don't think we do, and I think, well, unless you count the special edition editions, where they they add in, like, CG shots of all these other cities near the end, which, you know, (laughs) ugh, fail... There's Jar Jars. You can see Jar Jars. I mean they're very small in the frame, but you can see them.
1: Yeah, we see Naboo.
0: Ah. Oh, it's terrible. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, honestly, like there's a whole bit in the Jabba's Palace stuff early on where it's it's all it's like the first like 10-15 minutes of the movie just feel great, even watching this version. And then you get to a part where like he's got like a performance where there's a singer and the singer's just CG and i've mm-hmm. never seen the original version so i don't know if this cg has replaced someone else or if this part just wasn't in the original cut
1: uh yeah but not the song the song is new but there there was like a band playing and they had like performers i believe but then well yeah i mean they're they're
0: there the whole time but i'm saying this actual scene but they, they really did have replace
1: a song. other entertainers yeah I'm, I'm fairly i'm fairly sure because i I watched like all the special edition um uh behind the scenes stuff that i could
0: no but what i'm saying is is did they was this scene where they focus on someone singing a song in the original cut and they have just pasted over them with cg or is this particular couple minutes where there's someone singing actually like in the same way that the scene with uh, Jabba jab and a new hope is like it wasn't actually in the cut and they pasted over someone for something they shot, but it wasn't in the original cut. That's what I'm asking.
1: Thank you for clarifying. Let me explain. Um, I believe the scene is there's a band there that's always been there, and the band did have a lead singer, but George Lucas wasn't satisfied with it, and then replaced it with these lead singers, and they gave it a different song. And they added some more things like the like the The bald guys, like playing the saxophone, look or oboe-looking instruments, like those were added in. Those scenes were also added in.
0: Yeah, but the entire scenes of the were in the the original
1: cut. Yes, were in the original. So the the performer was in the original Return of the Jedi, and then he said, "Let's replace." That's
0: that's the answer I was looking for. That just that part. Oh my god. That's all I wanted. I, didn't,
1: I don't know how that wasn't clear already.
0: <laughs> it wasn't clear. I was trying to find out if the person was actually there singing a song in the original cut. That's it. Oh my God.
1: This review is going to take three hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you, you cut to this stupid CG character who looks like something that would have maybe been made for like Gremlins Two, and I love Gremlins Two. This is not a knock on Gremlins Two, but it feels like tonally like we're we're going more absurd. Feels like a cartoon. Yeah
1: yeah
0: so yeah like that really sticks out uh obviously you get the shots of the other cities at the end and then i won't get into it too much for spoiler reasons but let's just say they replace an actor in a prominent moment towards the end and that's particularly dire uh you know because this is actually something that didn't happen in 1997 this didn't happen until the blu-rays come out so i like i saw the previous version of the spe- the first version of these movies i saw were the special editions but it was before they made that change like they've they've done other little tweaks that are probably more you know minor but that's the big one that everyone sort of like notices and it really sticks out uh
1: it's really in your face yeah
0: uh also the hand shot first stuff from the first movie i think that, i think they've slightly tweaked that every single time that they've they've, they've altered it like they always go back in and now it's kinda like the shoot at the same time rather than hand shoot second, but he's supposed to shoot first.
1: He's a scoundrel, let him be a scoundrel.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh not that we need to talk about it again. I I just I'm just bringing it up as an example as something that they've changed almost every like DVDs come out, another change. Blu-rays come out, other change, including this actor change at the end of Jedi. Uh and i it wouldn't surprise me if when they went to like Disney Plus and like we got like the four K's and all that, if they made another round of tweaks.
1: I just, I'm just, i just waiting for the day that Disney is like, here you go. Here's the thing everybody wants. Just all the original theatrical cuts, but
0: it's, 4K. It's, a, it's inevitable <laughs> to happen because at some point they're going to push a panic button when they would just want to like drum up the interest in Star Wars again, and that'll be how they do it. They'll be like, hey, be excited for this new movie yeah. because here's the original versions of all the original films, and that'll it's get prob- people excited It's again. probably
1: when Lucas dies, right?
0: I mean... Given how I assumed it would happen quickly once they bought Star Wars. The fact that it hasn't until now means that yeah, it's probably when he dies. There's some
1: there's some sort of clause in there. It's like when, when Prince died and then all the all of a sudden his music was in all sorts of movies. It was like immediately in the second Kingsman movie. You're like, oh no, Prince mm. doesn't really allow that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. He's mm. getting up there in age. We can't be that far away. <laughs> that's fine.
1: I don't know. He's got a lot of money to keep him alive.
0: That's it's, it's uh, Yeah, but he's you know, I like he's he's a he's a he's a, he's a nerd. How healthy can he be? <laughs> that's 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 yeah. I mean not too, I'm i making some morbid jokes. I I mean you know like, I'm I'm not wishing ill will upon the man. Uh that said though, when I'm doing the prequels with David down the line I might be wishing ill will on him when I do that, but <laughs> I'm not I'm not wishing ill will on him now.
1: They are what they are. Uh, th- yeah,
0: I guess we could just go because honestly, it's hard to talk about movies like this without spoilers because you just kind of expect that everyone knows it well enough that
1: you, yeah, that everything's in the zeitgeist. And um, I, I'll say like again, this is a, obviously a very emotional film, and George Lu- not George Lucas, uh, John Williams just kills it with the music, like especially the the final stuff at the end it's just so good yeah. very moving very epic I, sometimes i would watch while well, watching the movie i would think i wonder if like if this music wasn't here right now and something else was in there like how this would play like would it even still be good
0: it would definitely be <laughs> sometimes weaker. i have those thoughts <laughs> it would definitely be weaker That like there's there's a lot of movies that are only okay. That probably would be elevated if they had great scores, but they don't. So they just they kind of stay mediocre. Um, like, I, it's so with this, yeah, may, maybe the the magic of the music does let you get over some of the things that, you know, oh, that's an obvious puppet. It's okay because John Williams is like rubbing your shoulders as as mm-hmm. as you're looking at it. So you just you feel okay about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's it's keeping you in the in the spirit of things. Uh, even if you do see something. That said, though, I mean, I mean, yeah. your know, friend spoilers. Like, what you know? There's just there's so many like throwaway little moments in the Jabba's palace stuff at the start. Uh, when the droids come in, for example, because they're first is there's like a spidery mechanical thing that walks behind them, mm-hmm. and you don't even get a good look at it. It's in like silhouette, but you just kind of see this thing walking yeah. past them behind them. It's really good. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, there's like yeah, little gets, gremlin things. People looking... get
1: a little nervous about it too, like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> you get like little gremlin things that are laughing. It's kinda like a Muppet. Uh you get mm-hmm. you know, just all Looks various like creatures. I love the I'll call them the rock steadies the sort of the warthog looking
1: oh, yeah. things.
0: <laughs> the sort of they almost
1: look like they don't belong until you remember the first movie and the cantina scene, like, oh yeah. The creatures just look like whatever in this film and I and it's great
0: they do feel a bit more um
1: fantasy because they look like like
0: um kind of yeah like
1: warthog like meets like an orc or a troll kind of a thing I don't
0: know. They, they look I something that fantasy. would be on an episode of power rangers which i guess you could argue that for any of these things but i think those are special like something the power rangers might fight
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah of people were making that comparison when this came out Uh, although maybe super sentai was already a thing in japan i don't know (laughs) it was around this time period that was one of those things there was like 10 seasons of power rangers in japan before it became power rangers so it's interesting stuff um yeah all all this stuff's pretty good uh it all is great if i have any critiques about this opening like act uh, with the jabba's palace stuff is i do think watching it there is a little bit strange like how kind of like the droids come they get taken and then you don't know it's Leah right away but then it's like leah comes in an outfit she gets taken chewie comes in he's now there ta- it's, it's it's almost like this roll call of all the main characters of the previous films are coming in in one or but two the height, is, you know yeah well, yeah, but they don't all know that though, right? Like some of them are are kind of. Well,
1: three PO doesn't, yeah. But like 3PO everyone, doesn't because they can't trust him to hold a secret.
0: Yeah, so he he's shitting himself. But then we
1: see we see Lando there also later on. Like he's part of the he's part of the the heist.
0: Yeah. Again, again, it's just a minor critique, but it just like as you're watching it, there's just kind of this roll call almost of one by one they come in, uh, and I'm like, okay, okay, can we, you know, we, like. You could have maybe had Chewie already be here, held captive or something. It just feels a bit weird that we're doing them one by one. But that's not to say that most of these segments aren't good. Or the Luke's entrance when he finally comes in and he's got the silhouette of the door like closing behind him. It feels like a big entrance. It feels like the big guys here. Uh,
1: I love that door. Even like it's so it's so alien to me. I, I love it when uh, like it's it's the opening scene really is the um, is. Is three P O walking up with the uh, with R two to that door, and the door is massive, and it's built into like the the desert mountain, and like he just taps on it barely, and this thing like is alerted, and like an eyeball comes out to to talk to him and stuff. So I I don't know, I love the size of that that door. It just puts me right back into the Star Wars world, you know that that universe so well even more so than the droids do.
0: Yeah, well, this is back in Tatooine, so it feels very familiar, you know, and I think that's intentional, <laughs> much like having a second Death Star later on. Starting off in Tatooine is kind of like, okay, we're bookending with doing a lot of this, like the beats of the first movie again. Uh, even later on, when Han and the crew are like on the little ship and they're, it's a stolen Empire ship and they're going through the blockade and he sort of like calls them and sort of gives them an excuse and he's like, this will work. That's i mean that's a callback because in the first movie when they're going towards the death star they, they, he tries to bluff on the radio and it doesn't work and technically it doesn't work here but it they think it works because they get let through obviously mm-hmm. we see that darth vader's like no that's rebels i can sense my son but let them in because I'll, <laughs> i I want to toy with them or something you know
1: also oh, he needs his son yeah
0: yeah so. the
1: the emperor wants his son
0: the emperor does want his son uh then uh, we see the emperor not just through a video call this time he's there um he's not in the opening scene but he is mentioned in the opening scene Darth Vader's like yes the em- emperor's coming uh, he's not happy with this Death Star the construction is taken too long and I'm like <laughs> construction workers keep delaying things even the empire itself is not immune to construction workers slowing down okay
1: nope nope
0: the force might be strong but it can't change
1: that <laughs> and we know they have no regard for safety because they never install any like handrails or oh, anything. of course
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course of course yeah so, so they're, not,
1: they, they're already taking lots of shortcuts right so what is this delay about
0: so anyway we have uh all the jabba's palace stuff we have uh leah actually sneaks in she, she, she's the one that actually brings in chewy uh well i suppose yeah i suppose that kind of I suppose against what I said before, technically Leah and Chewie come in together, uh, but we just don't know mm-hmm. it's her at first. I mean, you do now because you've seen it before, but like
1: and before then, you see Luke delivers a message and a, through like a, a hologram, so we we kind of see Luke first in a way. Like, right, I our... present to you these two drawers as a gift.
0: Yeah, so they are two message hologram. Yeah, that we mm-hmm. got in the first movie again. It's another callback to the first movie, uh, but Leia. Uh, Un- or melts Han, gets him out of the carbonite and he can't see anything, right? It's like it's alright, your eyesight will come back in time, but you're gonna be blind for a bit. Um so he's which which for most for most part is used for comedy. It's like him not looking in the right place or or sort of not being able to see Jabba and mm-hmm. things like that. And not knowing that it's Leia right away kind of thing. Uh all those little moments play play kind of well. Uh, But ultimately, it's when Luke comes in and actually tries to stand up against Jabba. Jabba sends him down to his pit, which is actually the result of the the, the music number, is that one of the slaves tries to get away and Jabba sends them down into the pit. And we don't see what happens, of course, we just hear it. Uh, This is actually one of my favorite effects of the movie, is this big monster, when Luke goes down there. Rancor the right there you go the rank art uh he does look quite good it's a really old school stop motion uh prosthetics and stuff like that it's uh it feels like an old school monster movie effect yeah
1: yeah it doesn't make you go like oh that's what a monster's supposed to look like why can't modern day movies get monsters right <laughs>
0: Because these days they all have to have pincers. They all have to be insect-like. They all mm-hmm. they all have to be. They this, all have that. to have
1: squiggly doos.
0: Yeah. You know. yeah, 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 Monster designs really uh, all blended together over the last couple decades. It really it's...
1: feels like that. Maybe it, maybe it's something that just we see and no one else does. But it's like it's like everybody in studios everywhere got together and said there's only one thing that'll scare mod- modern audience and it has to have these three things and that's all we get now.
0: Ever since Cloverfield. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like Cloverfield was the the originator of this and then ever since then, every monster's been a kind of a variation on that. And, unless, yeah. unless it's a pre-established monster. Obviously Godzilla is almost like Godzilla, Godzilla yeah. and stuff like that, but anything... But that's yeah. why
1: like King of the Monsters was so exciting because we got those classic monsters that came out that
0: yeah they all look
1: different you know
0: yeah but super eight had a very cloverfield style monster
1: yeah even king kong all the stuff on the island i thought was not very inventive except for the bamboo spider thing it's the only thing mm. i liked no no it's a fair
0: point uh, it, 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 this is where the movie's really cooking to me and it feels like a lot of the money went into this like opening 30 minutes because mm-hmm. not only do we have this big set and we have all these people in costumes and prosthetics and animatronics and all this stuff but then obviously we get some fighting as well
1: yeah we get to see luke in action like right away and he's smart you know he doesn't just he doesn't have his um his his tools his lightsaber he's got to use the force at some point and it you know ultimately that's what wins the battle but like yeah he's smart when he puts the bone in the mouth and stuff i remember that as a kid thinking oh that's gotta hurt so much
0: it's how he even gets (laughs) into see jabba in the first place he uses the main trick on the uh the one with the big uh (laughs) do, <laughs> the, uh the big i was gonna say neck but it's not a neck it's more like a big flesh ponytail he does that's... have like a
1: kind of like a bullfrog neck thing going yeah. on too but yeah it's got like a like fleshy giant tubes coming out of his head but he's not like a what do they call like a twilax or something what the dancer was
0: hmm no, i don't think I so think. but uh that, that's how he gets sent. and Jabba's like that won't work on me on oh, no, this Jedi main trick. And I don't know if that's because he's actually strong or if it's because huts are just naturally because they've got such big heads. They're just too powerful to.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's some lore to it, but if you're a giant slug monster and you are also like the mobster leader or gangster leader of this planet, like you probably are pretty smart because you can't really move. You have to rely on other things oh, yeah. to like move around. And...
0: He's physically <laughs> completely a non-factor because he can't move so like yeah. he has to be using his brains it's the only explanation yeah. for it so yeah uh but yeah they have this big sort of uh break but it doesn't actually work they actually they they, they they grab luke they they stop all this sort of resistance from happening and they're like you know what we're going to uh kill uh han and luke by putting them into the sarlacc pit they're going to fly out in their little hover boats and they're going to walk them off the plank effectively and this is where uh, Luke, you know, grabs his lightsaber. Our tube is concealing it all along. It's his new lightsaber. It's the green one. He's made a new one because obviously the la- the last one went, you know, down the missing th- down the uh, the sky at the end of Empire. Which, uh, yeah.
1: We shall see what happens to it.
0: Yeah. Case in point, something they should have left alone and not touched again. But no, someone just, obviously just found like his lightsaber. Just like in comic
1: books like if unless you see them die they're not gone and then even if you do they might not be gone
0: yeah which by the way <laughs> that gets me to my next thing here is that i've i always joke that boba fett dies like a little bitch but he really does like he, this is even more bitch-like than i thought from memory like he not it's only, a
1: slapstick joke
0: yeah not know. only does he fall into the sarlacc pit and get eaten he, gets, he, he falls in because the blind hand Solo turns around and bumps into him practically on accident. And that's, that's the demise of the great Boba Fett that all the Star Wars nerds love and buy models of? Ha! Huh. He's such a loser. He's pathetic. I,
1: I imagine that the Boba <laughs> Fett lore has been greatly expanded on since with things that we haven't watched. Like, I watched the first season of Mandalorian... And it was fine, but I didn't keep going.
0: I, I saw I've uh, heard
1: Book of Boba Fett sucks, but like I you know, I'm sure they they try to retcon some of this stuff here. Like no, maybe I he saw, always I, planned to go into the Well Southern hold on.
0: Thing. I saw the first episode of Book of Boba Fett and it opens with him cutting his way out of the Sarlacc monster.
1: Well that's badass. Nobody escapes that.
0: That's, it's just yeah, but it's just fan service though. It's like, oh, for years everyone's built up in their heads like how cool Boba Fett is, so we have to yeah, like, give them what know. they want. Like, I don't know. I don't... That's
1: that's the kind of fan service stuff I'm okay with. You know, if they have a, a truly badass story they want to tell for this character that was beloved but got, you know, shortchanged for whatever reason in the films. Like that's okay with me.
0: Ah. Uh... This, that, to me, just cements what he was supposed to be in the first place, is that he, he is this relatively minor character who has a goofy death. Like, that that's what he was. Yeah. Uh, I
1: heard he was supposed to have a much larger role in the third one, but uh, for some reason, it was um, uh, something else happened. I don't know. Like, they wanted it to be more about the Emperor. Uh, maybe. Or even Jabba. I'm not sure.
0: Maybe it was a money thing. Maybe they thought, oh, that's all, all those jetpack effects. We, we can't we can't spend money on those we've,
1: we've got already death shot st- as many forest scenes as we can
0: <laughs> yeah we got death stars to blow up we can't do that <laughs> so uh but there's some fun stuff here there's you know there's uh like han trying to hold on to lando who's like dangling over the edge of the boat and struggling uh and has to take a shot at the sarlacc's like a tentacle and lando's yeah. not comfortable with it because he's blind and he can't see anything <laughs>
1: I do love their their back and forth a lot in this film. Actually, it really cements that they, um, not only that they had a previous friendship, but that they're they're on good terms now, despite what happened in Empire.
0: Yeah, because in the last movie, because we had to, we had to do the double turn, and then it, like there wasn't as much time to see them sort of just be themselves with each other. Whereas the mm-hmm. all the times you get here, they're a bit more uh, just sort of jovial and camaraderie with each other, or even when you know hans like okay you can take the falcon and he's like yeah there won't be a scratch huh? well there not, not be a scratch, scratch. yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's very you could get a lot of the humor here yeah. Uh, yeah from them which is which is good
1: yeah they uh, work really well off each other
0: so uh yeah i, I mean the opening stuff with, with jabba is a fun little adventure in its own right and minor nitpicks and a stupid cg singer that's been slotted in uh being
1: and you get sexy leia not that she wasn't always sexy.
0: Oh yeah, the nerds love the Princess Leah and the slave outfit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She does at least get a strangled Jabba herself with the with the chain. I mean, that's at least some come up yeah. in, in the agency for her.
1: Yeah, and she's not like we don't we don't have like a sexy dance scene with her either. She's just like she's in the bikini, she's like a trophy to, to Jabba and she's just playing the role until as like as minimum as possible because she's you know she's her own woman she's a princess after all Mm. um so i i don't mind what they do with it you know yeah
0: i do wonder what was the original plan like because did they intend for her to get captured and enslaved it doesn't seem like that would have been part of the plan before luke came in
1: no probably not but they had to have at least maybe not the enslavement part but maybe like oh, you'll be also, like, imprisoned or something with Chewie.
0: Mm. But they if just, someone
1: had to bring Chewie in...
0: They, they just didn't think that uh, Jabba would be such a skeevy ban who would... <laughs> or really maybe they it. did.
1: Maybe mm. they did plan for it.
0: Get out the uh, gold shackles. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Uh, so Leia
1: would have found her way out of the rancor also.
0: That's the first uh, segment of the film, and it does feel very separate. And then there's a little interlude where luke goes to see yoda before yoda dies uh and basically says hey by the way darth vader said he was my father uh kirti shed some light on that <laughs> Ooh,
1: he said that huh <laughs> it, well, he tries to <laughs> ignore that, him did he?
0: <laughs> he, he turns around and he's like i must go to sleep he's like yoda <laughs> come on now don't don't i hold do yeah on I, l-
1: I like the puppetry in it too where he's like mm? What's this now? I thought I was resting.
0: (laughs) Mm. Uh, And luckily, there's a scene right after where the the Force Ghost of Obi Wan shows up. And Luke, quite rightly, is like, What the hell? You said my father was (laughs) dead. Explain yourself. And of course, this is where, like, he's like, Well, you know, when when he became Darth Vader, your father ceased to exist. So, from a certain point of view.
1: That's bullshit. And you know it, Ben. (laughs)
0: yeah well yeah but it's not it's not on obi-wan this is on the writing of the first movie where they hadn't quite decided all this stuff yet
1: yeah that's <laughs> but, okay it's its forgivable i think you know it's well, the man died and the monster machine was born
0: it's well it's, a, well it's a bit of a stretch i think the bigger one for me is the sister thing because obviously that's what comes up here is uh luke finds out that leia is his sister um and that's all fine and well but it it does kind of feel like as far as all the examples, and I think it maybe feels bigger because just it wasn't in the first movie. This was the second movie where they had her kiss him to make Han jealous, and they were still playing up. Oh, maybe that this could be a love triangle as opposed to you know something else. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that does feel like a more like oh no, you've decided this between two and three that she's going to turn out to be his sister. And we're yeah. we're kind of going to have to put in some lines to explain why like she doesn't know that and why no one seems to know that even vader it turns out doesn't know that it was a twin sister uh by the end of the movie so because i was thinking that when it came up i'm like wait does vader know this i'd forgotten the line later where he like senses it from Luke. wait yeah.
1: twin sister
0: <laughs> oh maybe i'll just kill you then and i'll turn your sister to the dark side yes very
1: wise it's a it's a very good moment i think it's a i think it is smart to make her his his sister for that for that scene you know because it's always yeah. been about his friends
0: it, it it's pros and cons i think there's moments like that that it works really well that vader doesn't mm-hmm. know and sort of decides what he can do with it once he does find out and because that's like continually driving look to get angrier and more you know dark side effectively um yeah. but there's definitely some moments here where i can kind of feel the writing like okay we have to like put some uh you know tape over the cracks from the, the the previous movies where we said something else and we have to explain why that was technically still true but not really uh
1: maybe the first movie you can be like oh this is this could be a love triangle i don't really sense it in the second like even early on in the second movie she only kisses luke to be to make Han jealous so like ah, it's sure. not like it, it's not like it was ever really a love triangle but
0: do you think he decided it- do you do you think George Lucas had decided when he wrote that kiss that they were going to turn into to be brother and sister? Do you think that was an intentional thing?
1: I don't know. I, I I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a big huge deal, but I don't think he did. It makes me think a lot of Halloween actually, because in Halloween two, it's like, oh, we have to like tie these characters close. Oh, they're brother and sister. There you go. Done. <laughs> right. Ship That feels
1: it. cheap, you know. <laughs>
0: um, th- this. This has its moments where it's, I wouldn't say cheap, but it definitely has its moments of like, oh, this is a retcon and where it feels like a retcon. And, you know, it's not the the worst example of one, but like, you know, I'm not just going to like hand wave everything past and say it's fine, you know, like, it's, it's okay to critique this a little bit.
1: It's not. I mean, I know you and I are not going to do the, these films, but the things that honestly bother me now when I watch it is the stuff I learned in the prequels that don't line up. And it makes me, obviously makes me mad oh, at the yeah. prequels, but also makes me mad at George Lucas. Like, come on, you don't know your movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause... I mean,
1: maybe you can like hand wave stuff away. Cause like Leia and, and Luke are talking and he's like, do you remember your mother? And she's like, Oh, I remember she was very beautiful, but really just images and stuff. Like maybe that's the force. I don't know. But like, like now we know that she died like at, during childbirth, like there would be no memories.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're kind of spoiling future movies there, technically, but... Yeah. I think anyone cares. <laughs> <laughs> I, <think> anyone <laughs> I cares mean, if in you watch case. them
1: in this order, are you really spoiling anything?
0: You should always watch them in the order they were Because the prequels were made as prequels, which assume that you know the main story already from the others.
1: Yeah. So I don't think I've spoiled anything. Really. Except the... died of childbirth. But you, you know that she's dead, like, before these... These, well, yeah, that's what movies. I'm saying though, is yeah. that,
0: that that's not happened yet in terms of the order you should be watching them. So, technically, it's a spoiler, but I don't think anyone cares. It's, it's not much Sorry, of guys. one, admittedly. <laughs> I, I'm not saying this because I think in the spoiler I, section, and I, no, for this movie, not for every movie. I'm not saying this because I think someone will be mad. I'm just pointing it out because you've got a habit of being hey, careless. Hey, we said
1: spoilers, we didn't say spoilers specifically for Return of the Jedi.
0: It's implied!
1: <laughs> yeah. I found a loophole. I can find a lawyer to defend me.
0: <laughs> I'm going to start sounding like Dennis Reynolds talking about the implication here, but no, there was an implication. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, now we talked a lot in the first movie about how there was definitely little things that felt like, yeah, the prequels kind of contradict some of this, and uh same here as well with her talking about what she remembers of her mother and i'm sure fans have bent over backwards to like headcanon why and to explain it but i think that's why retcons frustrate me so much in general is that it feels like some of the like the fans having to do their own retcon to explain why a mistake isn't a mistake is exactly the same sort of thing that happens in the writing in the movies when they have a retcon and they have to explain oh this is why it's still this is why it happened the way it did even though we're t- telling you this happened instead but it all has to fit together so here's a convoluted reason as to why it all fits together and I'm not saying all retcons are equal and I'm not saying that all explanations of retcons are equal right there's 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 v- degrees of good to bad and all these things
1: I've seen great
0: but like fundamentally I don't love uh, like a retcon and I think it feels like an extension of what like fans then have to do is these are just retcons and mistakes that they've noticed in the writing while they're making the movies so they try and fix them in advance and then there's other ones that slip through that the fans themselves have to go well let's try and figure you know explain like (laughs) how this could possibly be and then things get really absurd when it's years later and they're making disney plus shows and they're like okay we're going to actually do a a bunch of stories based around explaining all these things and it's like, okay, all right, shut up, leave me alone.
1: <laughs> I will watch Andor one day. I've heard that's good. Uh, Great uh, even.
0: Good for you. I I the first episode seemed fine of that. Uh, the first episode of the Obi Wan show was torture, frankly. Oof,
1: I also agree. I I didn't even finish that series. I I watched I think I think I only had one episode left and I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was just like, I do not like this at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's the one that it literally cuts to like ten year old Leia running around, right?
1: Oh, she's awful.
0: Yeah, that's really bad. I loved her. I,
1: uh, I thought she was awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh sometimes it's just better to let things be done and be finished.
1: You my father in the Clone Wars, like, and also you rescued me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so. The big thing in the movie, though, is that they want to take out this new Death Star, and it's being shielded by a big shield. But the controls and the power of this shield are this base that's on the planet that's next to the Death Star, uh, moon. Endor. Is that mean?
1: Because the, the planet m- is like actually blocking. Yeah. The, the 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 line of sight between the Death Star
0: is the is the planet Endor or is the moon Endor?
1: Um, the moon. It's a moon of Endor, so it's maybe the planet Endor. is Endor.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I, it doesn't really matter. But, 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 yeah. So, the base is on this planet, and they're going to send in a team led by Lando and the Lion Falcon to take out the Death Star by going after the generator. And unlike the first movie, because it's only half finished, like they can just fly in and just blast it. They just have to get through the shield first. So, Han is volunteered. And this, I actually really like this little scene where they're doing the briefing and everyone's talking. And uh lando's joking like hey i'm surprised they didn't ask you to be this commander to lead this assault and han has a quick little line and i like that it's a surprise to leah when like the admiral or whoever it is says hey and uh the team that goes down to take out the shields is going to be led by solo and she sort of turns and looks at him and i think that's a really good moment because this whole f- trilogy the whole thing with him has been that he obviously is this you know outlaw who doesn't want to be a part He's of anything solo. right yeah. Don't say that. I don't want to hear it. Why is scene? Second movie. You you know why. You know what you're referencing. You haven't even
1: watched that movie. It doesn't matter.
0: I know that scene. <laughs> <laughs> the second movie, of course, like he's ready to leave the, the rebellion. He's trying to go away and lay his mad at him for it. And then the arc of that movie you know, plays out. And then here... It's a surprise to her that he's already, like, taken this position and taken up, like... You know, he's got agency here. He's chosen to do something for the Rebellion.
1: it's not just the fly around in his favourite ship. It's also he's going to do something different and uh, he trusts the cause enough to volunteer his ship.
0: Yeah, so that's growth. That's a lot of growth for for Han Solo. In fact, if anything, if there's a critique about Han Solo's arc in the movie is that it's, it's already kind of done at this point. Like, it's actually... Like, he's kind of had his arc for the trilogy and it's over about halfway through this movie.
1: Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe he had to get through his, you know, he had to be rescued by a team of his friends um to to be able to volunteer himself even, who knows.
0: Yeah, I am not I'm not critiquing it necessarily. I'm just sort of it's more of an observation than anything else it's just
1: I like seeing him as a team player for the rest of the film.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing he has for the rest of the movie is being worried about Leia and then worried that Leia's into Luke and then finding out that they're brother and sister. Oh, that's
1: like five minutes. He's like, oh, perfect. (laughs) Less than that,
0: yeah. Well, to to be fair, though, I do actually appreciate that when when they're at the the Ewok village and Mm -hmm. Leia's just found out about the whole sibling thing and Luke's walked off and Han comes out and he's like hey what's wrong you look upset and she's like i don't want to talk about i can't tell you about it." He's like yeah but you can tell luke right it makes sense that he gets upset and jealous in that moment because he thinks that she's sharing something with someone else but i actually really appreciate that after like two seconds he says oh i'm sorry and he kind of calms down like he realizes he's he's being an asshole and he he sort of you know dials it down again so, that's well, growth. Have,
1: it's not secrets, but, you know, she can have private moments with her friends still. You yeah, but that's also
0: be... growth. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, like we're seeing all these moments uh, of growth from Han Solo throughout this movie, uh, from where he was at the start of the first one. So uh, And
1: she also needs to process, like, everything, because she just heard it, too,
0: and, the first time. <laughs> in fact, on Luke, I, we didn't mention this in the first, like, third of the movie, but he's kind of a cocky shit, honestly. When he goes into the, uh, Jabba's palace, he's kind of like make the deal jabba or you know don't underestimate my power i'm like that's a really <laughs> cocky thing to say uh so the the yeah, definitely I love, set- it. I
1: love the confidence
0: well yeah but I, I think it's them setting up that like yeah like that idea that he could be led down to the path of the dark side i think it's set up there in a in a subtle way where it's like yeah he's already acting a little bit edgelord and like,
1: showing up in black also
0: yeah so like the the speech from Yoda where you have to face Darth Vader and make the right choices to finally say you're a Jedi is mm-hmm. like yeah like because that's kind of the 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 juncture that's the turning point where you're either going to make the choice that leads towards light which might be through revenge it might be through siding with him or light which you know as we see later is choosing not to to use these rage and violence I mean obviously he does for a bit but he you know regains himself and refuses by the end. Mm-hmm. And is trying to ultimately save uh, Vader, but but that's the big mission though. So that's that's what we are there to do. Uh, so they're down. They go down to the planet. Like we said, they sneak in on a stolen ship. Uh, Darth Vader senses him immediately, and Luke senses him too. And looks like you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have come because I think Darth Vader's like that honing made in a on huge me. Huge
1: mistake.
0: It's, it's, it's like a homing <laughs> beacon. He's like, oh, uh, my Darth sensors are tingling, which means his mm-hmm. Luke sensors are tingling. Yep. which does raise an interesting question. So we know that Darth Vader doesn't know about Leia being his daughter, but does that matter to the Force and him sensing someone? Like, would would um, could you argue that he should sense her because there's a connection there, even if he doesn't know about it?
1: See, I don't know because Luke now—I I think we sort of talked about this in the third, in the second film, but like Luke has had training now in the Force, and he's sort of um, he's unlocked tapped in. something. Yes, that Leia hasn't.
0: Okay, he he's connected to the phone line, and Leia's not. So yes. <laughs> okay,
1: I mean, that's, I'm not I'm not
0: uh, critiquing it. I'm just pondering the question because it's just something I was thinking about while I was watching it. I think
1: it. I think that's pretty consistent, even in the in the prequels and the sequels and stuff too. If someone, you know, uh, is, hasn't used the Force yet, then they don't know that it's there. Then I don't think others can read it. Like you know, the scene where Kylo runs with Ray and stuff like that. I don't wanna like delve too much into that, but like he's not, you know, asking her if she's a Jedi or something.
0: Yeah. Uh so quite quickly on the planet they get into a speeder chase, you know, with some uh stormtroopers. And we get the uh, the, the sort of the I guess the explorer version of the stormtrooper outfit. You know, this this the, the biker, like helmet is it's like it's kinda similar to the regular Stormtrooper, but it's got more of a kind of a like a cap style.
1: hmm thing going i love it i always love costumes so (laughs) any costume and action figure variant well this is the Um, thing
0: right is like okay we have to have all the things from the previous movies back but we also want to do a whole new line of toys just in case all the kids already have the toys from the previous movies we have to have at least three or four new things to make sure that there's new toys to buy
1: (laughs) that's smart i think i think it's not i don't just mean like from a marketing perspective but i think it's smart to have different um variants of costumes for different um like stations that the stormtroopers go to, you know. Like there's different. Oh yeah. Like the, they have like ones that are better for maybe they're more aerodynamic since they go on the bikes and stuff. For, <laughs> um, uh, the, the uh, you know, obviously the cold ones. You know how I feel about cold weather gear, um, for costumes. I'll never forgive Alien versus Predator.
0: Oh, the predators <laughs> have natural insulation in their bodies. Okay, they don't need. Cold they do gear. not.
1: They are like they are designed like crocodiles. Um, they, in fact, require a warm climate to even show up.
0: They like a warm climate. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they can't survive in the cold. Why am I defending Lily <laughs> versus Predator? You, you've done this to me. You just you make me want to fight you, and now I'm defending a really shitty they movie. They should
1: have bare bellies in the cold Arctic or wherever they are. They need, they need a. They should have cold weather gear. It only makes sense.
0: All right. Well, I want
1: to see what that looks like.
0: What do you think of the speeder bike bait Chase?
1: Um, I always loved it as a kid. Um, I think they go. I, I think it's completely ridiculous that they go that fast. And with all those trees around, it's like the most <laughs> dangerous job ever. If you could assign that as a stormtrooper, uh, you're sweating for sure.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think it
1: is, like, it is fun. You know, it's sort of a precursor to what comes after, which is the pod racing scene in episode one. But, like, um, and I like that scene also. But I think this is um, sort of, like, the, the 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 bare bones version of that. Hmm. And it's fun enough. You no, get, no. I think you get a, at least one Wilhelm scream also.
0: Oh, there was one earlier, but the first person who falls into the sarlacc pit, I think. Uh...
1: Yeah, I want to say this movie has two.
0: Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I even have more. I don't know. It's a very Wilhelm, Sh- Wilhelm Scream friendly movie. <laughs> uh, Indeed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but Leah gets knocked off her bike and she ends up obviously with the Ewoks, which is sort of what starts that that pivot down that that path. Um, and this is just over an hour at the movie, and this is where the pacing maybe does take a little bit of a hit. But uh, Han and Luke and Chewie go looking for Leia when they realize she's not around, and. Chewy, the big lug that he is, gets them trapped because he, well, he he, fancies some of this meat that's dangling on a trap and gets them. It's all one the weakness.
1: Net. So, <laughs> this is the thing. that's that he's still a dog?
0: Towards the end of the movie, uh, when everything's like one and like Han like pats an Ewok on the shoulder, like, "Yeah, our friends have helped us win all this," and I'm like, "Yeah, they're helping you because they think C-3PO is a god to them. They were going to eat you." earlier in the film <coughs> like you and luke were going to be dinner <laughs> that was still a thing that was yeah. going to happen let's not forget that now shall we
1: <laughs> they love their meats
0: what why why are you de- you're the vegan one here why are you defending the meat? <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: defending the cute animals
0: <laughs> ah little shits do they the are
1: little, oh, little teddy bears why are they little shits they're all I don't understand Ewok hate. Like they're just they're adorable. They're like mini Chewies. They're just. <laughs> it's
0: it's just they're just really cutesy, and they feel like you say they're like teddy bears, and it just feels yeah. like we're 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 toning things down a little bit, I guess.
1: But the warthogs were okay.
0: They're big and mean.
1: I like the Care Bear Moon.
0: Also, the Warthogs are, like, you know, very limited in terms of screen time, and there's only a few of them. Like, if Mm -hmm. we went to a village of Warthogs and we had to, like, you know, hang around with them and they were pivotal to the plot, then maybe you'd have a comparison to make. Maybe I wouldn't like them as much. if you, like,
1: if you swap them out, so if you had, like, Ewoks that patrol Java's palace (laughs) and then the Warthogs are the ones that save the day at the end.
0: (laughs) Uh... I think I like, like that. that more. I think I would like that more, to be honest. Yeah,
1: you know, I I think I thought they were scary as a kid, the warthogs, because they reminded me of um maybe it was just all the goo on their faces. But did did you watch Ernest Scared Stupid? The trolls that would grow up. Anything that reminded me of the trolls in that film made me so scared.
0: Um, I definitely <laughs> saw that one. It's not one of the Ernest movies that I saw a lot of though, so I don't remember it as well.
1: Mm.
0: But yeah. yeah.
1: That one was traumatic as a kid, but I still loved it. I don't know if it holds up. I haven't seen it forever, but <laughs> I'm too afraid because the trolls were so scary and gooey.
0: <laughs> I mean, I have fond memories about five or six Ernest movies. I, I suspect they don't hold up that well, but maybe one day on Collector's Cup, me, me and David will find out.
1: <laughs> After maybe Police Academy or something.
0: There's like nine Ernest movies, so, you know, it's a, it's a hefty hefty franchise to go through. you have to
1: follow it up with the Medea films.
0: Uh no never not happening ever ever ever. There was more chance of Luke succumbing to the dark side by the end of this movie than there is of me ever reviewing so all of those. It a chance. <laughs> no, there's no chance. <laughs> not a chance in hell. Uh, so yeah, it's all just a bit of a comedy but It's like you know they they they're all worshiping C three PO as some kind of god. So Luke uses his powers to make him float, so they they're all scared of him and mm-hmm. C-3PO tells them to, you know, not eat his friends, and that kind of sets us up for, for later. But Luke makes a choice to go and get himself turned in because he's too big of a risk to everyone else to be with them. It means Darth Vader will be able he's to like a them. honing
1: beacon also, like, if, or homing, whatever it's called. You know, like, because cause Vader can sense So he's too much of a risk if he stays around his friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying, yeah. So he he goes... And also, he wants to now try and, like, win him back and, like, sort of revert him from the dark side back to the good side and see if he can he can do that. So that that's kind of part of his intent. So, yeah, he gets taken. He goes up to the Death Star with Darth Vader and uh, meets the Emperor. And the Emperor and Darth, but especially the Emperor, are very much trying to provoke him and be like, hey, we're the ones who leaked where this station was to turn off the shield this is all a trap as admiral akbar will announce to everyone when it all starts kicking off a little bit later but he's like no this is this is a trap we're going to kill them all your friends are screwed there's an entire platoon of like stormtroopers like in that base waiting to ambush them it's like this is not going to happen so luke starts to get angry and it's all about try to provoke him into anger so that he will go down the dark side and you know when he does eventually snap and whips out his lightsaber Uh, And I say it whips out. Like, the Emperor's got it next to him and he just sort of uses his powers to grab it. Like, Darth, like, defends the Emperor and they fight, but it's all about goading him further down this this idea. I think what it does succeed at really well is that it feels like a very, very different fight to the one from the end of Empire. You know, last time (laughs) it was like, okay, it looks this more naive kid who's finally going one-on-one with Darth Vader and he's struggling and ultimately, obviously, loses the fight. Here, it's not... Because a more traditional, like, final fight at the end of your third movie for this would be, no, this time he's going to succeed. So now he's better, he's trained, he's wiser, he's going to do it. But they actually have this extra layer to it which subverts it, which is that he doesn't actually want to beat Darth Vader in a fight. He wants to convince him not to be a villain anymore. So it it adds this whole extra dimension to it that makes it feel very different. You still get to enjoy some of the the beams going and bouncing off each other and whatnot. But there's a different goal and weight to the fight. And it's Luke's trying to pull Darth Vader to the side of light. The Emperor's trying to pull Luke to the side of darkness. And all that's playing out uh, quite Mm -hmm. well. Um, And Luke doesn't properly lose his shit until Darth Vader realizes Leia's sister and says, Oh, I'll just go after her then instead of you. And yeah,
1: it's more of like a cat and mouse chase up until then where, like, Luke will continue to hide and try to talk to his dad. Yeah. And um, they're just, like, constantly having a back and forth.
0: Yeah, there's a few like, exchanges of lightsabers, but then Luke always backs off because he doesn't actually want to fight. Like, you, you know, the, he'll, he'll sort of retreat. Just wants to talk. But then when the Leia thing comes up, he gets angry and jumps in. And yeah, ult- I
1: think it's not just that, but also saying, like, also, like this whole thing is a trap and designed for us to kill all of your friends and all of the rebels. Like, this is going to be the end of it. So you might as well just join.
0: Yeah, that was first. And then the Leia's like the final thing that sets him off because that's where he runs out Mm -hmm. and goes nuts on Darth Vader and ultimately wins. And I think one of the nice touches of this is that when he's like hammering down his lightsaber onto Darth Vader's lightsaber and then eventually cuts off his hand, I think it's very intentional that it's like poetry, it rhymes, uh, where Darth Vader did that to him at the end of the last movie, and that's what makes snap- Luke snap out of it, because he realises he's just doing what Darth Vader did before, he's becoming him, and he doesn't want to. Not
1: just Yeah, not just that, but the it also shines a light on the fact that he's already part machine, you know, and how much more machine does he have to be to be like his dad?
0: That's true, the movie reminds you of his hand, because he gets shot in his hand in the opening Mm -hmm. and he's putting a glove over it and it's like this shameful thing he's hiding with his glove so when he sees that as obi-wan said he's more machine than man now he that that also makes him you know give pause and he's like no emperor i will not be uh, a sith i am a jedi and i think when he says it this because he says it early on the movie he says he's a jedi knight to jabba and it's they kind of chuckle at it and The truth is is that it's not true yet and that's the whole point of what yoda was telling him so here when he says it after he's chosen not to become his father it's actually true now he's actually he's just passed the test he's just became a jedi and
1: and he still throws in like like my father before me you know Mm. so like he's got like you were a jedi once you know and maybe even happier then who knows
0: yeah uh that's the th- that's the funny thing talk, again talking about the prequels like in certain other things that aren't mentioned here i'm like it's kind of mm-hmm. funny how there's no mention of qui-gon as he's like oh i took it upon myself to train young anakin because he was very good with the force and i'm like uh, well, he couldn't
1: say like my father before me and his father before him because there was no father
0: but he's it's all uh, like, he's like
1: oh, no. My my
0: my master started training him but he got killed by some demon looking dude so I had to then inherit the little prick. So then I trained them and I was miserable the whole time. Uh, but yeah. anyway,
1: yeah, like, the I'm a Jedi Master like my father before me. Like, that's the... When he mentions his father, he's proud of his dad in the words of, like, when he relates it to the Jedi, not to the Sith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to the m- more powerful version of him right now as the Sith.
0: Yeah, and obviously the big ending to this fight is... Uh, darth vader choosing to save luke when the Emperor's using his lightning powers to to kill him he he picks him up like bane picking up batman and throws him over the ledge mm-hmm. uh which notably obviously it's a redemption in that he's saving luke and with his dying words obviously after this when he takes the mask off he's like you know he, he's 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 more human again he's not darth vader anymore but i do think it's an interesting little detail here that he did do something uh you know he did kill someone kind of in anger so he still did something uh, it's like he was he could do this because he is of the dark side even though he did it for good reasons he still picked up someone and threw them over a ledge to their death which is exactly the sort of thing that luke was like holding back from doing the whole time he was fighting darth vader so yeah. it's, it's this interesting little dynamic to it where it's like okay he still did something of you know, the dark Palpatine's side to not win.
1: family though
0: <laughs> oh sure yes <laughs> uh, but I, I just think it's an interesting little wrinkle that again just gives it a bit more depth. But uh, he's like, "Yeah, tell your sister that I'm I'm nicer than she thought I was." Please, please do Palpatine that.
1: Palpatine got plenty of depth, if you know what I mean, because he was thrown down the pit.
0: I got what you meant. It's like it sounded like you were trying to make some sort of innuendo, but it's not an innuendo. I almost wish it was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay just leave it there for you know people can make with the joke what they want i did go see a burlesque show where uh, palpatine um with (laughs) negan a star a star wars burlesque show maybe i should have yeah i was probably i was like (laughs) that was a key detail
0: that you probably should have mentioned yes
1: the empire strips back it was very fun
0: Mm -hmm. and his dong was just out when it when he was it was
1: actually the only nudity in the show yeah was him yeah
0: <laughs> oh, guess what?
1: it was played for comedy that's mildly funny
0: i suppose but uh <laughs> very good so you know it's this big dramatic ending uh you know darth vader takes you know says take off my mask and he's like you'll die so like, that's going to happen anyway but he wants to die as, as, as anakin he doesn't want to die as darth vader which is why it's stupid that the force ghost at the end is hayden christensen now because he was anakin when he died so it should be the old man is the force ghost um which made a lot more sense standing next to obi-wan and yoda at the end you but, don't hey. want to
1: see him as like the version of him when he murdered a bunch of younglings yeah that's
0: the thing it's not <laughs> it's not even like it's young anakin before he started to be corrupt it's it's the one right before he became darth vader when he was at his darkest it's the one where
1: he chose the dark side yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it's just it's like hey, the prequels are important and they're part of canon and we're going to, like, insert as much of them as possible into these movies to force it down your throats, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Unpre- and I'm not even a big Star Wars fan. It's the principle here that that pisses me off.
1: I'm not, like, a huge prequel hater, you know? I, I think they were all right and stuff. And there's some things that I like in them and obviously some things I don't like, but I, I hate um, Revenge of the Sith so much. <laughs> because I think it's the most egregious much like Return of the Jedi is the most egregious when it comes to the special edition add-ons. I think Revenge of the Sith is the most egregious when it comes to like getting the canon stuff right and fitting things into the movie, to the rest of the films that I just, it just, it almost makes me sick (laughs) 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 how bad of a job it does.
0: (laughs) Tara's review of Revenge of the Sith for future references. It almost makes me sick. (laughs) very good uh so and obviously while this is all going on you've got you know han and co uh fighting stormtroopers and the ewoks help them uh takes over a uh is it an atst is the is the one with two legs yeah yeah
1: the chicken walker
0: yeah yeah there you go the chicken walker that's a better name and (laughs) yeah it's it's a whole thing they ambush a bunch of soldiers but they blow up the the building and that takes down the shield whilst all the fighters in this space are all you know struggling to survive and they keep saying we should back out we should just retreat and lando keeps yelling no han i'll get the shields down i believe in han and sure enough eventually he does and the death star blows up i
1: don't know i I love the shot of han like above the 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 building where all the stormtroopers came out and stuff and they're like wait we're supposed to ambush and we're being ambushed um i don't know why i just love the shot with him the blaster like uh we did it i did it it's just so <laughs> cheeky and so confident and he's awesome
0: yeah i think the only downside to the way the movie functions is that it does feel like han and leah's stuff in the third act feels smaller than than everyone else you know because luke's obviously got the big climax and he always should have the biggest one but all the stuff in space with the Death star and like getting that stuff it feels like if you compare han and leah's stuff to the first two movies it does kind of feel like han and leah by comparison and maybe it's based on what i said earlier on is that their stories are kind of already done so they're just kind of they're part of this b plot that feeds into the other thing going on but it's not as much of a big deal for them compared to the other characters in this third act
1: yeah i always felt kind of sad that you know leia had this potential to also be a great jedi and it's teased in, in this movie that if she wanted to tap into that and you know, in my little girl brain, I'm like, yeah, she'll become a great Jedi master. Plus she's so much smarter than all of them. Like she'll be (laughs) the best. Um, and, um, you know, I like to, when I was a kid, like, you know, imagine what that would be like. And I didn't get into any of the extended, um, like books and legends or whatever they were, um, or anything like that. But, you know, obviously she, she, uh, even with like, I think a lot of those books that came out, um, She just stayed with, she was a leader. She wanted to be a rebel leader. She didn't want anything to do with Jedi. And I wish that this movie, if they weren't going to tap into like anything on, on the Jedi side of Leia and like what she could potentially unlock by the end of it is that I wish she just had more of a reaction to the news that Vader her like one of her biggest sworn enemies from the first two films um, and everything he's done to her is actually her father, like she should also have a a no moment of some type, but she, instead it's um even if it is qu- more quiet like it it almost gets brushed aside like she cares more yeah. that Luke is her brother than Vader was her father.
0: yeah, it also feels like maybe it'd have been nice for her to have a moment where. Even if it doesn't work, that she tries to use the force maybe. Maybe when the chips are down before they win at the end and they're part of mm-hmm. the story. You know, because she gets shot, right? And she's down and, you know, they're, they're, and it's not a big moment, but they're a little concern for her for like a second. It'd have been nice if there was a moment when it felt like they were going to lose where maybe she tried and possibly failed, you know, because she's never tried before. So there's no reason why it should just work. But the idea that she's willing to try and is like, oh, she's going to actually practice this. She's maybe going to do this. Would have been yeah. a big deal.
1: I think if the movie was made now, I think it would have had some kind of a a tease. Like, even if it's just Luke, like, handing her a lightsaber at, during the the big celebration and she turns it on for the first time or something, you know, like that... I think something that implies <laughs> she's going to explore this in the future.
0: I mean, I don't even like that don't example because it sounds a bit like the easy fan fiction way of doing it, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying.
1: Whatever. I'm not a writer, but like, you yeah. know, just, just some sort of tease, yeah. Just, I, I just...
0: You know, look thinking about it now, just just something where she's like, Wait, could I use the force here? And even if she doesn't actually succeed in doing it, the idea that, okay, this is something that's part a part of me now and yeah. maybe I or can even, use in the future.
1: Yeah, being able to resist something because of the force yeah. strong will or something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I am not saying that that would probably be the most believable actually is if like say Darth Vader or someone tried to like Ming trick her. And she just tries to resist it, and she resists it more mm-hmm. than she should be able to because she had she has actually has a connection to the force. Well,
1: I Is mean it, that's literally you know, what happens in like the in episode seven with I, um.
0: I don't remember that, but other <laughs> characters. <laughs> but you know, I'm saying that would that would feel more natural at this stage. Instead, you know, I'm not saying that in the third act she should be like picking up the entire chicken walker with her mind. Like she's not like she shouldn't be doing anything crazy like that. But
1: no, but a rock. You know, <laughs> no, it took t- 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 t-
0: Daisy Ridley three movies to lift up a rock <laughs>
1: <laughs> But Leia's a Skywalker
0: <laughs> So is, enough. no, she's not We thought she might be for a while, she's not
1: <laughs> Don't spoil this movie
0: Yeah, okay, whatever, anyway uh... This is
1: only spoilers for Return of the Jedi, Peter
0: <laughs> Oh, is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. yeah so anyway that's the only thing like i wish they i wish leia had a little bit more in um both the the reaction to the father stuff and um maybe a little tease you know just just something for the for the little girls watching who also want to be jedi <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it's... not that i didn't see myself in luke i definitely did but you know
0: yeah i i think when i look at return of the jedi i think it's a movie that i I can see i can sort of break it down into like a few different elements and i think i really like some of them i like the jabba's palace stuff early on i really like the the look central kind of dynamic that he has with darth vader and him like you know ultimately choosing his right side and then darth vader ultimately turning good at the end i like all that stuff um i like the chemistry between the main cast that's something i always like from the first movie uh it's just that the Ewoks and just what the other good characters are doing in the third act is just a little bit lower key and less exciting than anything they were doing in the first two movies. And I think that feels a bit smaller scale to me. Um, and the pacing, therefore, I think it's hurt a little bit as well. But I still think it's a really solid movie overall. There's still tons of things in it I really like. I just think that there's, it's not as completely perfect. I uh, know that I would even say the first two are perfect, but in comparison to the first two i think there's just you know there's more things that i can look at and say oh i can i can see maybe the compromise there or i can see something in the writing there that's trying to cover up a mistake from earlier or something they've retconned or just little things uh and then the ewoks just annoying so they're adorable <laughs> they're annoying
1: they look like uh they look like kitty cats I thought you liked kitty cats.
0: They're not, they're not cats. Shut up. They're not cats. What about like? the one
1: that's like when, when uh, C-3PO is telling the story, which I think is a, a really cute and fun scene. Like I like the, the language that's in, created for it and how he has little, uh, you know, uh, Darth Vader and sound effects and stuff like that. And the way they all respond is cute. And then they have a little, like a mother and a, holding a little baby Ewok and the baby Ewoks are all excited. It's like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> Ewoks are great. They're the original porgs. <laughs>
0: yeah, they suck too. I love porgs. As <laughs> soon as I saw the trailer for that movie and I saw those little shitty porgs, I was like, oh, people are going to be blind buying plushies of these little stupid things. They're going to be loving them.
1: I have multiple.
0: <sighs> Menace to society.
1: Why? <laughs> they're honestly, they're barely in the movie. <laughs> It's not um, like the pork saved the day.
0: Chewy actually ate them all.
1: No. Tui learned a very valuable lesson. Unfortunately, it cost him the life of a pork. But it isn't pork. Uh
0: oh, dear. Um, but it is
1: his one weakness, meat.
0: Yeah, I think the performances, obviously, a, a lot of the main cast are pretty consistent from before. I guess you see a lot more of the emperor this time so you get a lot more of him doing his evil you know you know turn to the dark side in fact at one point um <laughs> luke's trying to resist the emperor and darth vader says something like uh it's pointless to resist and i went in other words you're saying resistance is futile
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're
0: saying there darth
1: <laughs> except you know that did come later.
0: I mean, yeah, I know that was later, but I've just, I just he said that, and I went, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> the Borg—they're just more concise, you know.
0: <laughs> I I do enjoy the Borg. Uh, also, what some one of the things early on that's really kind of like a dark little moment, technically, oh, it isn't because they're droids, but it is when you stop and think about it. But when the droids sort of like are taken by Jabba and they're getting like sh- shown where they go and what the ropes are. They, they go through a room and there's like other droids being like branded like with a, like it's like a iron. droid
1: torture room. Yeah, <laughs> like one's just like hanging and stuff. Like,
0: ugh. And I'm like, you get away with this because they're droids, you know. As far as but the movie goes, dark, yeah. but like the movies have spent, you know, at, at this point two two and a bit movies have been spent telling us how much feelings they have, <laughs> how how C three POs a scaredy cat, yeah, and all that. So it's like, okay, okay, very good. uh So. Mm um yeah like i i think return of the jedi is very solid i just think it is the the least fully formed and well-rounded of the original three and you know i think that's probably the most common opinion i don't share the like obviously i like one more than two so i I, i'm different in that sense like that doesn't fit with the the zeitgeist if you will but the I, i think jedi is probably most people's least favorite but there's still a significant portion that do think it's the best one. Like, I've known people who think it's the best one, so it still has its fans, for sure.
1: I mean, it has really memorable set pieces. It's got a very satisfying story um, with Luke and with Vader. You get a lot of great closure in it, and it's all a celebration at the end, you know. It's a feel-good movie. For the other ones, you know, the end kind of dark.
0: Yeah. Do you like that when Darth Vader dies, you get a little piano doing the... Dee, 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 dee.
1: i do dee, dee. Oh, the music i have zero complaints perfect except if, for oh, the yeah. band so <laughs> the choppers palace special edition stuff
0: yeah i mean that's less to do with the music and even then like did williams even do this song like maybe he did but like i have no idea it's not a guarantee that he did that song just because he was doing the score because it's it's a kind of a different thing you know it's an in-scene song that the characters are singing, so mm-hmm. that may have been someone else. Uh, people can let us know, know in the comments. All right. Well, I, I, I think we're about done uh, on Return of the Jedi. It's uh I did it. It's got the special edition things that are all some of the worst additions to the entire, you know, three movies are all it's here.
1: What it is. Yeah.
0: So that sucks. Um, Empire is the one that gets through with the least. Tinkering, I think, right? Like that has, like, obviously, the first one has hand shot I first think so. and that awful Jabba scene. seen. This one has the the singer. It Also, has a
1: lot more like uh creatures that are CGI in the first one.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, but a yeah, more they,
1: creatures walking around, like uh, when they go into the, and stuff. Yeah,
0: when they go into the town and where where that bar is, yeah, there's a lot of like CG, like sort of like camel looking things like going around and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Hopefully one day we can watch it in high quality without all that shit being uh, tacked in. Because right now, the best way you can watch uh, the original versions of this trilogy are the Laserdisc prints. Because even though they technically came out in DVD as extras eventually, it was literally just the Laserdisc prints put on a DVD. So they're not anamorphic. They're actually the same quality as the current DVD of The Abyss, which... If you know me, you'll know I've been ranting and raving for about twenty years now, wanting a HD version of that movie.
1: I believe your wish is is coming
0: true, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it, we've been hearing a lot soon for the last like ten years at this point.
1: I thought I saw an article. Yeah, I've, from, seen, I've from the t- horse's mouth.
0: I've seen tons of articles where James Cameron says, "Oh yeah, I'm working on it," or "It's done," and I'm just waiting to put it out. Like when is has he's it? got
1: other water movies to worry about right now?
0: Yeah, but all the actors are on strike, so you can't even shoot anything. So you should you should get get Disney to put out the abyssal. Well, oh, that sucks
1: it. too because they're all growing up. <laughs>
0: uh, for most of them, though, it doesn't actually matter because they're all, you know, they're all mocapping for CGs. So <laughs> you get away with it.
1: Well, um, one of them is uh, a human, so that's growing up.
0: One Sp- they already- the
1: spider monkey one or whatever?
0: Yeah, but they already shot most of the three, I think, though, so I don't think that's a problem for the next one. Hopefully there's a time jump between three and four. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, um, yeah, so we'll we'll see uh, what happens uh, with that. Uh, Do we rate right. it? Yeah, we should, we should rate Return of the Jedi. What are you giving it?
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9.5. I know it's Ooh. just right there, right next to the 10, but I, I just think this, this trilogy is well-loved for a great many reasons and I, I feel like the hero's journey really does feel like it's completed at the end of this film with Luke and saving his father um, obviously I would do it without the special editions I, I almost like don't want to hold that against the film at all because I know the original film is out there it, it was released at one point for a, an audience and those are the ones that people remember fondly when they went to the theaters so hopefully Hopefully it'll ring true again. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna keep the same same spot as Empire. I still love A New Hope the most, um, and then these two are just slightly below. Who knows? Maybe I'd give them all tens in another year, but mm. I love these films.
0: Yeah, uh, you give nine point five to Empire as well, for the record. So I guess that 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 rings true with what you said right at the start, is that you like them about the same. Uh, yeah. For me, this is just an eight out of ten. I think it's I think it's still great. I think it has some wrinkles. It has some things that aren't as good. So <laughs> eight out of ten. Tara's making faces out of me. Like the eyeballs are rolling all over the place right now.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But I st- I stand by it. I stand by it. For
1: for me for now.
0: <laughs> like just with it okay just because he uh,
1: just because it ewoks? no not just because I, I literally just sat here for so eight plus minutes you praised the movie for like however long
0: yes but i also talked about pacing i talked about not not loving what han and leia are doing in the third act as much and just other little like retconny things that are kind of annoying like what, what it's a good score it's a great movie
1: <laughs> all right what are we doing next time uh next
0: time is your final movie uh not your final episode because after your final movie uh tara's going to sort of do our top 50 sci-fi movies as a I sort of fair- on that. <laughs> a farewell episode uh so that's coming up uh soon but next time we had a vote for tara's final movie tara picked all of the options and she picked all absolute shit movies because that's what she likes What? So coming up next time, we're doing Robot Monster. Have you seen this? I think I might have watched the Mystery Science Theater episode, but a lot of those movies on that show kind of—it's a really
1: early episode, so like I don't know if you have. No, I think it did
0: because at one point I was watching season one, sort of like an order. Oh, okay. So I I think I have seen this one, but I don't remember anything about it. For the record.
1: You get to uh, meet Roman then.
0: Yeah. Uh, but of course, I will be watching the movie Vanilla because we'll be reviewing the movie, but we'll not be watching the Mystery Science Theater version. I
1: actually prefer the Rift Tracks version.
0: Uh-huh, yes. Uh, but you'll be watching it Vanilla for the review, right? Yes. I'm not convinced by the tone of that answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll watch the vanilla. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, like I've seen the rift tracks twice in like the last month, <laughs> so I I can watch the vanilla. Okay, <laughs> yeah,
0: watching the vanilla. All right. Uh, so yeah, that will be Tara's last movie episode. Then there'll be a countdown, and then the new era of the Ace with new your new, new logo and new co-host will begin uh the start of december uh depending on how the timing works out it might be be that we actually start the new era before the countdown goodbye episode with tara happens but that's okay that's not a big deal uh they'll just overlap slightly but
1: uh hopefully my audience doesn't abandon mild fuzz movies once i leave Uh uh-huh yes all my people you know give david a chance is what i'm trying to say okay
0: what uh i was about to say something mean about all your fans but (laughs) i'll 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 refrain
1: (laughs) dare you i would never say anything mean about my fans i love you
0: all right that's the show everyone now let us know uh, what you think of return of the jedi in the comments i imagine many of you are very upset at any small critique i've given it uh but you can do that in the comments like subscribe all the usual things helps it a lot and of course you can support all the content over at patreon.com slash MailfuzzTV tv and get some bonuses for your trouble at the various tiers so that is the show thank you very much for joining us we always appreciate it keep watching science fiction and computer at salsa
1: Thank you